Hello everyone. Before we start today's podcast, some exciting news for you. You can experience the Inside Politics podcast live in Dublin on May 16th when Hugh Linehan, Jennifer Bray and I will be joined by Cliff Young of Ipsos, one of America's top pollsters, to talk about the US election, our own local and European elections and much more. It's a breakfast event kicking off at 8am in Trinity College. If you'd like to attend, you can get tickets at irishtimes.com forward slash events. That's irishtimes.com forward slash events. I hope we see lots of you there. Right at the top, okay, with a sense of da-da, you know. These two parties, Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael, have had their chance. And they've blown it. Oh, come, nobody ever reads manifestos during the election, Sean, you know oh, that. They've taken our policies. Such a collection of chancers and charlatans. It can't be like here, vote for me, bye. Yeah, I should be the tea shop now, hope. This is Election Daily, the special series from the Inside Politics podcast team at the Irish Times. I'm Hugh Linehan. Every evening we have been keeping you up to date on what's been happening in the general election and I'm joined this evening by Pat Leahy and Fia Kelly. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening, Uh, Hugh. Today I'm afraid the time has come to bid adieu to you all. I'm speaking to our listeners here, not you guys. Our Inside Politics podcast will, of course, be continuing on a regular basis. In fact, we have one lined up tomorrow and we also hope to do an Ask Us Anything show later in the week. So do send your questions, preferably as an audio attachment to us at politicspodcast at irishtimes.com. That's politicspodcast at irishtimes.com. But these evening updates are coming to an end because election 2020, at least as it pertains to the election of the 23rd Doyle, is now officially over. I am slightly wondering though, Pat, whether we may retrospectively have to rename it as GE 2020A or GE 2020 February. Well, this uh, is certainly one of the questions I get asked most often when uh, when is the next general election uh, going to be though I think um, a second general election is less likely perhaps uh, than a lot of people do now I'll caveat that by saying we are a day after the conclusion of a matter of hours really after the conclusion of the final counts what we're seeing at the moment is you know lots of emotion from people who won and from people who lost. So we're seeing a lot of what people are feeling at the moment. What will be more important is what they're thinking in a week's time. And it'll take a few days. Politics is a human business and it will take a few days for all that to settle down and for clear directions, I think, to emerge for all the parties. Having said that, the only person who can call an election is a Taoiseach, okay? So Leo Varadkar would probably not be elected Taoiseach when the Dáil meets next Thursday, the 20th of February. And so he will have to go to, neither will anybody else, I think. But when Leo Varadkar is not elected Taoiseach, he will have to go to uh, Orson Uchtron, tender his resignation as Taoiseach. But under the constitution, he and his ministers remain in office until such times as their successors are elected and approved by the Dáil. So for the foreseeable future, Leo Varadkar will remain as Taoiseach. And it is not in his interests, I think, to call another general election. So let's roll the tape on a couple of couple of months and say that... A couple you know, of months? Let's say so, for argument's sake. It took three months last time. Okay. Went from March to May. So let's go from February to April or to May. And there still hasn't been a... There still hasn't been a government 
put together, coalition government put together. There's been negotiations, but they haven't come up with a, with a coalition. Does Leo Varadkar then call a second election? How is it in his interests? It may be in Mary Lou Macdonald's interests, but she can't call an election, nor can the Dáil call an election. Only the Taoiseach can call an election. So, and if Mary Lou Macdonald does become Taoiseach, it will, I think, be on the basis of a deal with one of the other two big parties, in which case I don't see how it is in her interest to call an immediate election uh, in the hope of gaining, uh, in the hope of gaining okay. seats. So, perhaps not as likely as lots of people think. But just rolling that tape on a bit further, because there are six more months in this particular year, something's got to give at some stage. There's a budget to pass at some point. There's a bit of governing to be done. I mean, I know in other countries, particularly in Belgium, I think for a year and a half, there was no government. We had a very long interregnum in Spain uh, only last year. But there has to be a time limit. The thing has to break at some stage. Well, constitutionally and legally, there is no time limit to it. That much is clear. You are right that there will be political pressures. The Brexit negotiations, which we've all forgotten about, will begin in early March and immediately Brexit will be catapulted into the front rank of political consciousness again. So that will be one pressure. If you go on for months and months, the budget process starts in in the early summer and decisions have to be made on it in September. So if you went on past the summer then you may run into difficulties with that regard. So those pressures will certainly, you're right, those political pressures will be exerted on the system. But those pressures could also, if no agreement is reachable at that stage between either Sinn Féin or Fianna Fáil or Sinn Féin and uh, and Fianna Gael, the pressures that are pushing on those parties to form an agreement will also be pushing on Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael to form an agreement. So I think the kind of the assumption that if there isn't a government formed within a few months, within a few weeks or a few months, that we automatically head to a second election, I I, I think is a little bit short-sighted. Okay, and we might pursue that in, in a moment. But first, Fiak, if you accept Pat's point that at the moment, in a way, all bets are off because everybody's just kind of reeling around in the wake of this 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 huge event. But still, certain people in certain parties are coming out and they're making statements, uh, very strong statements about whether or not certain arrangements are on the table as far as they're concerned, uh, particularly in Fianna Fáil, actually, as it happens in relation to some kind of an arrangement with uh, Sinn Féin. Hey, Jim O'Callaghan has been out today saying that he will not serve in a government, uh, a Fianna Fáil-Sinn Féin government, if there is to be one, he said he would remain a member of the party, but he wouldn't serve in a government that was led by Mary Lou Macdonald and Micheál Martin. Um, there are others in Fianna Fáil who are out being more ambiguous uh, in what they're saying about a coalition arrangement, saying all options should be on the table. The parliamentary party is going to meet at 12 o'clock on Thursday. You can imagine that will all be thrashed out there. And like Pat says, there's a lot of emotion swirling, swirling around Fianna Fáil. A lot of people have seen colleagues lose their jobs. Uh, you know, research staff, parliamentary assistants lose their jobs. Um, but this debate is only starting in Fianna Fáil, really. It, it hasn't gone into it. People are speaking in code and there are people who aren't speaking yet who will wait until a parliamentary party to air their views. There are people reserving their views because they want to see what way the wind is blowing. Um, I think Thursday will probably tell a lot. I think there's a bit of an urban-rural split uh, going on. If, if you talk to people in Dublin, they're kind of more opposed to coalition with Sinn Féin because 
people in rural Ireland, for, for some of the TDs outside Dublin, that going into government with Fine Gael is a, a worse option for cultural reasons, but also for the reasons that Fine Gael has been rejected, that they campaigned against Fine Gael because they said Fine Gael neglected rural Ireland, that they were negligent in government, etc., etc., etc. And there's also a perception that confidence in supply was terrible for Fianna Fáil. So yes. why would they I was want to get why, even, even the t- closer to Fine Gael? One of the TDs, are like, you know, they just haven't got to that process. They, the thought process hasn't evolved yet past, we don't want this, we don't want that. So this idea that that's taken hold in both Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael is we'll just go into opposition <laughs> and allow Mary Lou Macdonald uh, form a minority government if she can get one over the line and then see, let, let her off. And, you know, Ireland deserves to see what a left-wing government looks like because that's what they voted for. That is there at the moment. Whether that sustains through the period of pressure Pat talks about is a different matter. Someone senior in Fianna Fáil said to me in the last hour or two, you know, the, the people expect a government. So I, I would imagine that Micheál Martin will try and help put together a government. What it is, it's not quite clear. I'd say he doesn't know himself yet. I'd say he's waiting to see the mood of his party. People in the party are talking to each other. He's talking to them. Um, Like, there are a lot of people who haven't spoken yet on this. Um, And it's going to be a real wrench for them. And it's going to go deeper than who they're going to coalition with. It's going to be about what they are now as a party, where they stand... Fine Gael seemed to want to push them into a, a government arrangement with Sinn Féin. Fine Gael TDs today who said to me, we will not enter any grand coalition whatsoever at all. It's not happening. Said the reason we will not do so, not the reason they will not do so. They said, first of all, we think that Ireland needs a strong opposition as well as a strong government. And that if there is to be a left-wing government led by Sinn Féin or a centre-left government led by Fianna Fáil, then they need a a strong opposition of the centre-right up against that. And this person also said to me with kind of, you know, brutal rationale that the the people who have most to fear from no government being formed and election being held are Fianna Fáil because the Shinners will go and devour them. So they believe that Fianna Fáil will eventually go with the Shinners because it is the least worst option for them. I want to turn to Sinn Féin in a moment, but first, uh, if you have been enjoying our coverage of this election, why not go to irishtimes.com slash subscribe to sign up for unlimited digital access to all our journalism. I do note that some of our competitors have finally made the move to digital subscription recently, and of course we wish them very well because it is important that a diverse media survives and thrives in this country. But seriously, come on, there's no comparison between the range and quality of what you're going to get from the Irish Times and from anyone else in Ireland. I think we can all agree here. Uh, If you don't believe me, you can test that proposition for less than the price of a bag of crisps because the first month costs only one euro at irishtimes.com slash subscribe. Now, Pat, we have a very interesting little tool on irishtimes.com where you can build your own government. And I had a go at doing that today on the basis of some of the talk that's been flying around about a left-wing alliance led by Sinn Féin in association with other left-wing parties. It's unclear which of all the left-wing parties would be involved, but I put them all in there. Um, Sinn Féin, the Labour Party, Sock Dems, uh, Solidarity, PBP, um, everybody, everybody you could have, and the Greens. And I needed to add on 14 independents to get to 80 seats, which is a long way on top of a fairly patchwork quilt to begin with. So all this talk about Mary Lou MacDonald ringing around all those uh, leaders of the smaller parties and getting into talks, is that all a kind of a charade? Yes. No. Well, it is and it isn't, right? Um, so it's it's... It's not good to produce a government. And of course, we, we all know that. It is a numerical as well as a political impossibility for it to produce a government. But it serves the purpose, far Sinn Féin, of seizing the initiative, 
of putting them centre stage when it comes to the formation of government, of making any government without them difficult to imagine. And that is important uh, for the party, clearly. But as a process that could produce uh, a working government, uh, I, I, I don't think it's a realistic one. And privately, people in the smaller parties are Nobody's admitting taking it that. really seriously. And I think no. one thing that's been overlooked in this whole process that's only taken hold in the last day or two is the sensitivities of the smaller parties themselves. So we're all talking about the three larger parties and whether they'll play ball, but we know that they don't have the numbers between them if two of them were to come together to form a majority, so you need others to go in. So, for example, the Green Party, one of their new one of their TDs said to me in the last day or two that they would be concerned about going in with Sinn Féin because they have a middle-class voter base who perhaps are not too fond of the idea of Sinn Féin being in government. So they're like, you know, it's not a given that we'd go in with Sinn Féin. And then if you look at maybe a different permutation, which is the Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael option, someone in the Social Democrats says to me, we wouldn't go into that because that's not change. So why would we tie ourselves to an unpopular government? The Labour Party have their own issues because they had a bad election. But they didn't, they, they've lost a seat. Their vote share dropped quite substantially. They're looking internally now, mm-hmm. probably going to have a leadership contest the two, one of them, the, the main candidates, I would say, for that leadership, Aon O'Riordan, said he didn't think they had a mandate for going into government. So that has been largely overlooked in all this. We had Richard Boyd Barrett today saying he doesn't think they have the numbers. So it is a charade. But even the next stage of the process, if one, the two of the big two started talking, people need to pay attention to the needs of the smaller parties as well. Because this. no none, no two of the big three can command a dull majority sure. of 80 votes on their own. They need some help in that. This is going to be a difficult they could, process. They could and probably that one. cobble together some independents because they'd be only five or six away from a majority, wouldn't they? Yes, you could possibly. But if Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, for argument's sake, are going to go into a government, they will need to nail that down for five years because the difficulty for them electorally of coming out of of that government not working. Of, coll- of collapsing in if they only had a one or two vote uh, majority they will they could lose people it could lose some of the independence you know by-elections could occur for whatever reason so really what the you want is a party a party signed in a on a full ma- programme for government you need a solid majority you need it to have the prospect of it lasting for five years before you face the vote. and it's just the other interplay in the left so the Labour Party is looking to rebuild if the Social Democrats go into government you can imagine there'd be an argument in the Labour Party that we stay out of government and we attack those guys for decisions they make mm. in government. So there are all these kind of... Um, is, isn't the reality then that of the smaller parties, it's the largest of the smaller parties, the Green Party, which has been the most unambiguous about wanting to get into government and achieve some of its objectives and which is less left-wing than some of the other parties, uh, more kind of open to compromise, that it might be the glue that holds a coalition together if a coalition comes in? yes. Um, I think the view in the large parties is that it, if there is to be a, a kind of jam in the sandwich, uh, it is to be the Green Party. But there will be very significant policy, uh, a very significant policy price would be required by the Green Party uh, for that, which if Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael are part of that mix, either with Sinn Féin or themselves, would present problems for their rural TDs and Sinn Féin want to get rid of the carbon tax the Green Party don't they think yeah. they, they see it as a that'd be know, a deal breaker I they, they see it as a like you know absolutely essential the Green Party will them. insist on if they go into government they will insist on the cancellation of lots of roads projects and the funds diverted to public transport that would be a big problem for either Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael 
One last question, and I suspect it's going to come up again over the next while, but is there a potential trap for Sinn Féin here if they do end up in a coalition government that they'll walk through the same door that Eamon Gilmore walked through nine years ago, making extremely extravagant promises, which they then have to compromise on so much that they're seen to have sold the pass? Uh, That is a danger for Sinn Féin, and I'm pretty sure that Sinn Féin is aware of that, which is why part of me thinks that it is not in Sinn Féin's strategic, long-term political interests to go into government now, no matter what it says, uh, that its interests are served by forcing the big two together, staying out, having an election in a few years, being the largest party and being able to do government on its own terms. So if it doesn't serve Sinn Féin to go into government and it doesn't serve Fine Gael to go into government, is Fianna Fáil the only party? And really, it's really a case of least worst options we're talking about here. Who, who might think that it's the best option for them. Well, there's a substantial wing of Fianna Fáil. But you know, the, the, the majority wing of Fianna Fáil now that wants to stay out. So basically, so nobody w- wants to be in government. Everybody's competing to be in opposition at the moment, apart from Sinn Féin. But I do think that, you know, someone of Fianna Fáil said to me that if we were to go into government with Sinn Féin, Sinn Féin would have to move so far towards us that they would probably damage their own credibility in abandoning some of their options. And I think what will be interesting to watch over the next week or two um, is I actually think Sinn Féin do want to get into government. I think they actually want to get into government this time. But whether they finesse what's in their manifesto to palatable asks of Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael will be interesting. So do they, you know, identify one or two issues that they think are achievable, like such as, you know, a national childcare, state-funded childcare scheme, uh, you know, abandoning various promises like, you know, the friction that they'll have over enterprise policy and the treatment of multinationals. I think that will be interesting to watch because even the statement today from Mary Lou MacDonald where she noted the change in position from Fianna Fáil, they know in their heart to hearts that if this is to happen, it has to happen with Fianna Fáil, probably. Uh, and they're watching them move towards a certain, towards that will be, will tell us if they're serious or not. Listen, politicians are the, aren't the only ones who are a bit shattered at this stage. I know you guys have been working nonstop for days upon days upon days and very, very long days at that. And I hope you're both going to get a few days uh, off pretty soon. Um, I hope I'm going to get some days off at some point, but that might be a bit further away. We're going to we're going to leave it there for this very last election daily uh, of this year, hopefully, uh, if, if Pat is right. Thanks to Pat and to Fick, and thanks very much to our producer, Declan Conlon, who's produced all these shows very well as well. Uh, remember that you can find us on all the usual platforms for Inside Politics which we'll be continuing and you can get us at irishtimes.com slash podcast and don't forget again to mail in your questions for us for our Ask Us Anything show to politicspodcast at irishtimes.com and that would preferably be an audio format or indeed you can DM me at hlinehan at Irish at Twitter I should say as well we'll be back tomorrow with an Inside Politics but until then goodbye and thanks very much indeed for listening <laughs>